welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by my good friends Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin and Wayne Grudem. Actually, just kidding. We don't have Wayne Grudem in the studio, but we do have boys hot off the presses. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a button here in my studio and cue up the breaking news music that we have. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets Boys, old. Boys, it never gets old. Because, always funny. It'll always because be funny. Because it's, it's a little something I like to call good radio. All right. Um, also, what never gets old, apparently, is Wayne Grudem flip-flopping on his presidential endorsement. So, uh, Grudem, if you're uh, scoring at home, disavowed himself to Donald Trump. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and now he is back. Well, av- uh, avowed, then disavowed, then avowed, then disavowed, yeah. and then reavowed. So, in that, he is not unlike um, Brett Favre, retiring and then unretiring and then unretiring again. That's right. Um, and somewhere so along Wayne, the way, he's going to ruin the Vikings season. I just know it. Wayne. So, it, so this year will be Wayne Grudem's fault. Dude, it will. It will. Maybe Wayne Grudem will come and play quarterback for the Vikings if uh, <laughs> if, if Bradford blows if out his Bradford elbow or blows out his elbow. Yeah, yeah. So. Boys, what's funny about me to this, or, or what's funny about this to me, is um, the idea of Grudem sitting there, uh, assuming that the whole world is waiting with bated breath on his his presidential endorsement. Now, no disrespect to Wayne Grudem, I'm a huge fan, loved um, the systematic theology books that he's written, but it does strike me as a little bit funny um, to 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 think of that all important Wayne Grudem endorsement. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, he he did write like a four thousand page book on politics. It's called something like the Christian and politics. I used to use it as a, uh, I used to set my computer monitor on it to elevate it about six inches. So, <laughs> oh, dude, nice. So it was there a really, it was. I found it very useful. Um, yeah, so you found it helpful in that yes. regard, and also probably in other regards too. But uh, mostly that regard. Um, primarily sight lines. So it's good for sight lines. It, yeah, it kept me from getting a crick in my neck. You know, they say you want your monitor in front of your eyes, and so it, it lifted it to that level. It was perfect. Did you know, you can't you can't put a price tag on that. There's Not systematic a, politics. Yeah, there's a metaphor in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, it was my understanding is that it was basically a, a four thousand page opus on why the Republican Party is the correct party and other policy directions are bogus. So. I mean, not that that's terribly surprising given what we've seen this election. Sounds like a hoot, hoot man. Yeah, I know. I, I, why haven't you picked it up, Ted? I'm surprised you haven't read the whole thing. I'm surprised I'm not sharing it with my college students. You know, that sounds like the kind of thing that they would just, <laughs> they would just really resonate with. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. They would eat that up. Oh, Dude. man. Yeah, I just don't get – so my thing is like – okay, so he goes for Trump and then he backs off. Everybody's happy and then he's back on. My question is, why does he have to come back on in a public way? Like at this point, after he sort of disavowed, he could literally walk into the voting booth and check whatever name he wanted and nobody would have to know and get re-furious. So he, mm. gets, he gets back on the Trump train and now everybody's angry again, right? I mean all yeah. the I mean, Texas fans are angry again, you know? Dude, Metaxi, what's going on with that guy, man? So I'm glad you brought that up, Big R, because Eric Metaxas – he occupies rarefied air in the in the Christian writing world. In the he did, yeah, he, in, he did. That's right. Dude, yeah. what what happened to Metaxi, man? You know, I'm I'm not on social media, so like, what happened to that dude? Yeah, go for it, pipe. Because all I know is that Meta- everybody was stunned at both Metaxi and Grudy. So, dude, so Metaxi came out. I'm just inferring here, Big R. I'm reading between the the, the lines, but. Did Metaxi endorse our girl Hillary and uh, and Grudy no, endorsed? No, Metaxas no, no, no. Metaxi is a diehard Trump, Trump. Trump. I mean, like, to oh, the, he is. to the point of being like, uh, if you vote, like, 
it's God's will that you vote for Donald Trump and Hillary is the sinful wow. choice kind of like I don't know if yeah, it's Mataxi's verbatim, questioning but that's your, the, he's questioning yeah. your faith if you don't vote Trump. Dude, did Metaxi forget where he lives and also forget <laughs> his entire career? <laughs> I think he forgot uh, the whole theme of Dietrich Bonhoeffer's life and who he was opposed to, even though he wrote a substantial biography on him, because uh, Trump has more than a few similarities to Bonhoeffer's uh, nemesis, one Adolf Hitler. Wow. So uh, just got real. <laughs> I just I, I don't I don't know what to make of a. I think the reason that one stumped everybody is because everybody thought Metaxas was like this fair, balanced, you know, cult, oh, yeah. cultural savant. You Dude, know, he affects a little bit of New York liberality, man. Yeah, I mean, he pumps I mean, out that vibe. He's got the which little Harry why, Potter glasses. Dude, he's got the little Harry Potter glasses. He's got the little like suave urbane kind of uh, yeah, kind of kind of ethos. Tweed all the time. Is oh, he tweed a New York City guy? Days, man. Is he, oh, he's a New York City guy. Is he a Tim Keller guy? Is he like just kicking it old school at Redeemer with with TK? I mean, Dude, I don't that, know if he's kicking it with TK. But. Um, yeah, these days. I mean, Tim Keller strikes me as a gracious and nice man, but I have a sneaking suspicion they they, they may have parted ways on this one. <laughs> Dude, now this shocks me, man. This shocks me that Metaxi would be that like forthright about his Trump uh, his Trump fandom, man. That that's just crazy. Well, doesn't it? So that's kind of. I think we were kind of talking about it last time, which is just like I think when you get a little bit older, you get this sort of like ultra ultra like i have to vote like i can't like my conscience doesn't allow me to not vote i have to pick one candidate or the other and i i don't know it's like this old school conservatism that doesn't even allow you to pick a third or fourth or fifth option it seems like that's what some of these older guys are falling into but i don't know now big r you brought up something via text today man and pipe we will get to the sponsors so uh We'll put this. Oh, no, this, this is first. this. Yeah, we don't want to bury the lead. Let's just roll with yeah. this. This is, this is yeah. why we do the show. Sponsors man. at the end this time. This is why we do radio. All right, it's man. not Sponsors. about the business. It's a, yeah. it's about the love of uh, it's a love of the medium for us. But um, so Big R, you texted this morning, man, um, and this is something that you're gonna have to shed light on for me because I'm again not on social media. But uh, yeah. your your words were why some of our Evanja friends. Yeah, you like, like that? Uh, I kind of just coined a term right there. Yeah, by the way. I did, you, I can I get your that? Baby, you're in the you're in the term coining business, man. I have to tell you, you've done that several times on this program. I hope you're not bringing that magic to Trogs' program. No, absolutely not. We're we're done. No, no magic. We're done. You're done. Is it, is that a former program, man? I think Already? so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Good effort, Good. guys. Good effort. Yeah, yeah, nicely done. So you said, why are some of our Evanja friends like Joe Carter, Jared Wilson, and others so maniacal in their anti-Trumpness? Where's that coming from? Um, so I want you to suss that out, man. Where do you think that's coming from? Well, yeah. So – oh, go ahead, Big T. Sorry. No, I was just going to say to me like being anti-Trump seems like the, the least risky thing in, in culture right now. That, that's like saying I hate human trafficking. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to like push back on that. And right? in fact, they may be related. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, well I'll, uh, let you un- I'll let you unpack that. But I think uh, that's what uh, – All right. I think that's what makes it interesting, though, because, yeah, it, it's not it's not a risky thing at all. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's not a risky thing to go off on Trump if you kind of come from the same tribe as we do theologically and all of those types of things. So I, I guess I'm just like I'm kind of looking down at some of these guys that literally it just feel like Joe Carter and, uh, you know, at Jared Wilson, where these guys are just like like it's just nonstop. Like they're just you can tell it's just driving them insane. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they can't like, Dude, like so in your, in your opinion, it goes beyond just trying to score some cheap, easy, like liberal points. You I know just, what I mean? I just feel like they're incensed. You know what I mean? Okay. Like this whole thing, like they're just becoming enmeshed well, in this whole thing. I think you it's know? the opposite of trying to score liberal 
points because both of the Carter, especially of the two that you mentioned, but it goes broader than those guys. For sure, are are decidedly conservative yes. politically and theologically, and and would say that themselves. Like this is not you know we're not slapping labels on anybody that they don't thoroughly own. Yeah. I think it's because they are so mortally offended that this is what conservatism has become. Yes. They, uh, sure. They want that's like jumping up and down and yelling. That's not us. Like that. Yeah. You know, we we're not like that. And so, and I don't mean that in a petty way. I think no. I, I, but just I mean, it seems the, like that's actually like a sensible thing to do. Maybe right. They they genuinely want people to see that like the whether you, you know conservative politically and especially when evangelicalism gets tied to Donald Trump. Oh that, yeah. That that is the thing where they go absolutely not. I won't stand for this. And I also wonder. I mean, I don't know very many people who are outright saying they will vote for Donald Trump. I mean, poll I know zero people like that. I, I think I know a couple, but uh, it's kind of like the crazy uncles of friends kind of thing. Like right. the people you mm-hmm. would have predicted would. Um, sure. Now, I'm, I'm, I know a couple others who maybe are closet Trump supporters or something. But I wonder if these guys are in contexts where they're running across people who are like, well, Trump seems like the better choice than Hillary and sort they of fall, falling into that sort of false dichotomy thing. And so they they feel like in their followers, they have to try to set the record straight on just how terrible that choice would be. Yeah, that's pro- that's actually probably true. I just I feel like there's a point where you come to this place where it's like I can't keep you know I'm I'm just saying I'm just saying the same thing right. over and over again. I right, just right. I can you can only be so disgusted for so long. It's like yeah, you, we yeah. get it, we get it, we get it. And you know again, I agree with everything they're saying, so this isn't something where I share a different opinion or anything, but it's, it's the, just that it's the like the level. They they it's took the it to level a level. Of it, right. Where it's so let me like, ask you I this. Get it. You're going bonkers, you're out of your mind with with just this with just this almost like indecipherable rage at how anybody <laughs> can be going for this guy. Like we get it, but after a while it just it's almost like white noise because it just starts sounding too much the same. So Pipe, if you're one of these guys, man. Are you killing Grudy right now? I mean, are you killing Wayne Grudem in social media or on your blog, oh, knowing full well? That is a trick because we yeah. know that Calvinists do not kill their own. Right, knowing they that you're going to run into Wayne Grudem at the same six conferences you go to that's every right. year. That's right. I mean, if, 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 if Grudem's Systematic Theology is still one of your favorite books, you right. are now in a tough spot because, I mean, it's like it's like having to take your own dog out back and shoot it because it's got cancer. Like That's, yeah, man, that's you a got tough a, thing to do. You, you got just white need to get Wayne Grudem at this point. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. You got to send him into the woods. That's right. You, you know, know what? We just got to know. It's like just dude. getting past. It's like we got to just have the election happen and let's just get past it. And we'll forget that that little faux pas ever happened. That's right. You know, yeah, you know, they're going to give it about 12 months, maybe 18. And then Grudem will show up at a conference again. And dude, what about this? The liberals man? won't forget because they have memories like elephants. Oh, yeah. uh, but the conservatives will be like, oh, systematic theology. Wayne Grudem, he's back and everybody will be happy. So yeah. what if you're what if you're at Jared Wilson and you need a little uh, you need a beautiful baby blurb on your next book and uh, <laughs> do you do you go to Grudy knowing that, no, that he supported no Trump? Well, Jared cranks out like nine books a year, so I think Dude, nine just, books a year. He's got a couple coming I, out right now, probably. I, I'm yeah, sure. one this month, one next month. I think he yeah. uh, I think he may just quit asking for blurbs because you can only ask that tribe so many times before they're like, dude, another one. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. We've forgiven all the legends a lot. We've forgiven Calvin a lot. We've forgiven, you know, Martin Luther a lot. I we, mean, we, we forgave C.S. Lewis for not being a Calvinist. Exactly. We love yeah. him, and he's not even reformed. Although Chesterton we, we, was Catholic, and we love. Although we him. have some concerns about Lewis, to be sure. That's right. That's a that's a thing that reform guys say. They love saying that. Uh, we have like, some concerns, concerns like about Lewis. Lewis. Can you pass the silver chair across the table with some salt, please? Yeah, I know it's, and that's what's happening. Mm. 
Ah, times. politics. What fun. Pipe, let's uh, let's talk about something that is fun. Let's talk about business. Why don't you yeah. uh, why don't you throw our promos? Yes, we've got we'll do a little mid show promo. We've got uh, yep. So we we people were all ready to hit the, the skip forward thirty seconds at a time thing to get through these, but we tricked them. Um, that's right. It's we call it the MSP, the mid show promo. <laughs> that's right. Ooh, oh, nice. Is that is that what you used to do with like Compassion International during your concerts, Ronnie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we yeah we just didn't have them at all oh. at our concerts. Shoot, Maybe I did you ever do anything that. like that at your shows, man? Anything manipulative like that? Like we're not going to play until you sponsor a kid or whatever. I was on do- a I was on one of those big package tours one. time. Time where they did the uh, the uh, I think the World Vision thing every night. Yeah. They had like a half an hour like mid set yeah. promo thing that they did. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. But I didn't have much to do with it. So mm. uh, okay. Anyway. Well, uh, we're we're doing that now because it works so well for famous Christian musicians. So we're just following uh, following yeah, line. Throw it out there. So our first sponsor is Missional Wear or Calvinist Swag, if you prefer. Uh, you've heard us talk about them before. If you go to missionalware.com or calvinistswag.com, you can check out their full array of apparel, so sweatshirts and T-shirts and a variety of other shirts, everything from the five solas to pictures of your favorite dead Calvinist guys who we were just talking about. They have pint glasses. They have coffee mugs. They have wall hangings, which are very nicely done and tasteful. They have uh, they have a whole bunch of stuff. And their newest line of stuff is moleskin notebooks that are laser etched with pictures of Calvin, Spurgeon, and others. Um, and if you use the code RANT when you check out, I think they're sending – currently they're either giving you a discount or they're sending you a Happy Rant sticker, either of which is awesome and worth you know something. So you get that going for you. Now, is it the old logo sticker pipe or the new one? Oh, no, it's the new one. Because, they, yeah, they, they, it's the new one. I haven't seen the stickers yet. So this Dude, is yeah, all, yeah this I was going to say, rumors. you know who else would like a Happy Rant show sticker is the, the host of the Happy Rant. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they sent us other cool stuff, and I use their coffee mug regularly. But, uh, but yeah, no, no stickers. The host just of yet. the Happy Rant, you mean like Stephen Altrogs needs a sticker, Big T? Like, <laughs> what, what are you, where are you going with that? Former host. Ex host. Yeah, yeah. Emeriti host. Yeah. Let's say host that. emeritus. Let's not give him that much credit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go to missionalware.com, check out their stuff. Uh, if you're looking for gifts for the Calvinist in your life or for your pastor or for, especially, it, you should get like a Spurgeon mug for your Arminian pastor. It would be really amusing. They would love it. They might not even know who it is. Um, yeah. But, uh, pastor Appreciation Month. That's too. right. It's, the, it's the time to it's, do it. It's going on right now. So you still have a chance. Uh, our other sponsor is Logos. Uh, dot com or Logos Bible Software. You can go to logos.com slash happy rant to learn more there. It is the probably the most full suite of Bible study resources in in one format that is out there right now. Full massive library of commentaries and various different Christian books and resources. Uh, all sorts of lexicons and dictionaries and original languages and historical resources and all of those kinds of things, all of which allows you to do your Bible study kind of all in one place. So if you want to study in original languages with commentaries and write a sermon or a lesson or a paper all in one place, you can pull all of those resources in simultaneously. Um, They have multiple different packages, which will give you – they all give you a base level of of features, but then additional resources on top of it. And so the the total cost looks like a lot, but what you're get if you break it down per item, it's exceptionally uh, it's an exceptionally good value. So go to logos.com to check out check that out. Logos.com slash happy rant. That way they can track that you're coming from us. When we give you these codes and these links, please use those, not just the general one, because that helps the sponsors know that you're a listener and that what 
what they are spending money uh, – what, what money they're giving us is actually paying off. So if you go check that out, they'll be able to track that. That's why we give those to you along with the benefit. And in this case, uh, if you if you go through that link and you order, you will get a free uh, Spurgeon's commentary. So you get a sweet little deal like that as well. So logos.com slash happy rant or missionalware.com and use the code rant and you'll get sweet deals. Go check them out. We also want to thank Resonate Recordings. They, uh, I don't think we've thanked them in the last couple episodes and we, we, uh, we definitely should. They are the fine folks who do all of our editing on this. So we just talk into microphones and they piece it all together and drop the bumper on the beginning that some of you complain about on Twitter, even though it's Ronnie, Ronnie's handiwork. And uh, so thanks to Resonate. You can go to resonate.com. ResonateRecordings.com, and uh, if you have podcast needs, if you have sermon audio editing needs, any of those things, they're great guys to work with. They're exceptionally easy to work with, and uh, and do very good work. So check them out as well. Nice. Hi, are you telling me that people complain about the intro music? This is a thing that happens, like recurring. Well, you have to remember that we have a bunch of Caucasian Reformed people as mm-hmm. our listeners, and they like nothing more than to complain or have concerns about. Oh, having concerns about that's the thing. <laughs> although, yeah. although one guy, did, one, one guy did tweet and say it hurts his dog's ears, and so maybe we need a trigger warning for canines. I think he was joking, but he may have been serious. I'm Some not- guy got really mad, and then he actually wrote me back. He wrote me a personal email, and he apologized, and he said, "You know, I, I, wow. I just I was a little excited that day." So, oh, I know who that yeah. was. I yeah, I, I said. Uh, it was Wayne Grudem, and then he took it back. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I, he still hates I it. I shot back from the Happy Rant Twitter account at him and said, "Wow, you complain more than Trump fans about Hillary." So um, <clears throat> that was—I don't know if it was a nice response, but he—he he was a little excited that day. It was um, Eric Metaxi. <laughs> it was Metaxi, man. He's just trying on a new persona completely. That's all right. Uh, you know. I feel like Metax- the Metaxis that I see in pictures, which is granted the only Eric Metaxis that I know. I feel like he would he would say that he liked the intro music. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Metaxi would. If he's from New York City, he for sure. Like, like anybody from like Keller's Church would they they would be ashamed to say they didn't like. They'd it. be ashamed They'd to scare. say they didn't. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, at. The, yeah. The, the only thing they would say they didn't. I mean, they're so urbane. There's only like two kinds of music they can say they don't like, and it's Nickelback. Well, three kinds: Nickelback, CCM, or like Bro Country. Those are the yeah, three bro kinds country, of music. CCM. You can you can you can outwardly say that you hate it but everything else you have to like pretend to like yeah or pretend like, to quote well, I, appreciate yeah. i can i can see you know, yeah like i, I can really see the artistry in that the song just tell them there's like a jazz element to the intro and dude there's like, a jazz element jazz influences you know absolutely on the uh on the you know i know we're wrapping up the political angle but we did get a tweet from somebody who posted a picture of their ballot and they had written in one ronald j martin for president so wow. is there a chance is there a chance that i can I can get in on that. I mean, I, I mean, is it because Ronnie comes so hard with his opinions politically on the show? <laughs> I mean, I I think it's because Ronnie's just a billion times nicer than anybody we've seen in this political sphere. So, wow, uh, pe- people would would absolutely go for that. You know, guys, I just love all the candidates. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to get you many votes. I think, <laughs> I think you need to distance yourself from all the candidates. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like any of them. Perfect. Well done. Dude, what is Grudy's day job? I mean, while we're on the Wayne Grudem tip, I'm just curious. Like, is what he is that a, guy is doing he a prof? He's he, a is professor he, at uh, school in Arizona. I mean, he is like he's okay. like 96 years old. Right? Oh, all right, he's so he's like, probably he's like 70 ish. No, come like, on, pipe. He has to be way older than that, isn't he? Ron, like, in, you know, and 
we did. I know, chast- like literally, we're a click away from knowing. We did we're get chastised one time for not using Wikipedia on basic facts. Like, what was that? It was about the Muppets, I think. Don't even I, Wikipedia. Just whatever. Google. Yeah. I yep. mean, we ran on. that guy off. Right? Yeah, that guy's not around anymore. No more complaints from that guy. That's right. Uh, yeah, give me this. I know this is fascinating, but Google. Will, no, it's uh, okay. This is good radio. Man. Yep. Yeah, this is really good radio. Uh, hearing amazing. search for Grudy. He is sixty-eight years old. That's wow. shocking, man. You were right, Pipe. I'm sorry. I thought he was He's young, old. sixty. Well, I have, I have to. Yeah, this. Well, this is a little tricky because this uh, one Wayne Grudem is friends with my pops, which means uh, uh, there's, there's a. Now, are a, they real friends or just like work friends? Are they just you know conference friends? Conference well, friends. at that level, those are really hard to separate. They really yeah, are, they, man. Because yeah. it's sort of like you have to be in the same like theological groove to really get along well. But yeah, the groove dumb. My, uh, my, dad's, you know, my dad's two years older than he is, but uh, other, I mean, they they've written books together and various different things in the past, or at least a book. So, you guys, honestly, I don't think. Here's what's so funny about the election: nobody remembers who voted for anybody. Like the next day, that's what's so funny about it is that nobody really is going to, nobody's going to care. You know, like and when you know how we when Metaxas releases Dude, I don't his, care now. his edited <laughs> on off bio, like nobody's going to care. You know. Do you know yeah. how we know that nobody remembers? Uh, because Trump was a Clinton supporter like two years ago. That's right? true, man. So and now and now she's she's crooked Hillary. So, mm. well, yeah, just I mean, think about all the people that voted for you know Obama last time around. That like in our tribe, that would be anathema. But like you know, nobody remembers who who did that. You know, I mean, no. Do you remember anybody that did that? Where you thought, well, that's weird. Uh, I wasn't nearly as anti-Obama as many people in our camp, so it didn't bother me as much. There you go. Can we talk about something that's not politics? Yeah, no, boys, let's, I'm just, gonna, no, I'm gonna, let's just extend this to the end. We, I'm going to transition us out of this, man. Wonderful. I don't care about this. <laughs> I didn't care about this two episodes ago when we talked about it for an hour, man. <laughs> we got a suggestion, boys. People wanted to know um, about early, early, the early life of the Happy Rant uh hosting team they want to know like what kind of jobs we had when we were young so apparently there's a thing going around social media a hashtag um that tries to get people to talk about their first seven jobs um for because of time constraints because we don't have time and because ronnie hasn't had seven jobs um well let's talk about our first three jobs first three jobs you ever had pipe what do do you got um my first job was as a church custodian Nice. I was uh, like a full-on custodian, not like honorary pastor's kid custodian. Like, so you had like the ring of keys and the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, which was awesome, which means I could let myself into the church and like use the youth room pool table whenever I wanted and stuff. But it also nice. meant I had to clean up like piss and vomit and those kinds yeah. of things. It was disgusting. You were one of those piss and vomit churches. Oh, you know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was like a club. It was like Studio 54 in the 70s <laughs> it, it, after dude, a long night up in your church. You know, dude, stuff I think got, we just call that church. Cr- stuff got crazy at Bethlehem <laughs> Baptist on a Sunday night. I know, night. man. I know so, it, it was wild. Uh, and then I was simultaneously a landscaper and worked at a sports pro shop that sold gear for uh, for like all the Minnesota professional teams. So, wow, man. Yeah, it was kind of right downtown Minneapolis and then landscaping during the summer. So um, I know contrary to the criti- criticism we received a couple weeks ago, I have done a little bit of physical labor here and there. But, I mean, that was like a full like rolling sod and not landscaping yeah. like mowing lawns, like landscape building. So we built like retaining walls and rolled sod. And we would go into new construction and put in all the trees and stuff like that. And it was – There you go. I, mean, I see you, Pipe. 
It was a uh, legit. Man. It was about that the it was about the best paying job that a high school guy could find. I think. I mean, most people were like working fast food or whatever and making eight bucks, and uh, and I was probably making double that. Especially because we got we got government contracts, so we would mm-hmm. go work around like the state capitol building, which means you get like government union wages, even though we didn't pay union dues. So nice. that was pretty sweet too. Dude, what was that? What was that 1980s computer noise I just heard in the background? Oh, that was my cell. That was my cell phone that I forgot to mute. I have the uh, I have the ringer set to. Uh, it was the it's the ringtone from from 24. Uh, you know all the office phones oh, yeah. in 24. Oh, yeah, they yeah. use that, so it's set to that, and uh, and I forgot to mute. Nice. It. Nice, nice. nice touch there. Pipe, that's, a, that's a good lineup of jobs. Now, in that pro shop job, did you ever uh, like? Did you get free jerseys and stuff? Free uh, like Vikings gear? We would, yeah. There would be some. I still have some of them. I have like a Minnesota Vikings blanket that uh, that nice. I have, and I have a. Um, I think I have a Randy Moss jersey somewhere. Um, oh, dude, that's so sweet. Yeah, my my favorite was the John Randall jersey because he was oh, my, yeah. he was my favorite Viking. But um, dude, that's a good favorite player to have, man. That's that's sneaky good. I like it. So he was, yeah. So I would get some of that stuff. But what was cool is we we sold all these like eight by ten glossy photos of different Vikings, and periodically, if they had uh, if they had something come up on short notice that they were you know they're going to speak to like a Rotary Club or something, they mm-hmm. would come in and buy like fifteen of their own photo. Nice. So that they could sign it. There you go. And uh, <clears throat> so they would, you know, so like Robert Smith or various different Vikings players would come in, buy their own photo, like sign them real quick in the shop and then and then head out. So and then Vikings legends like Carl, Carl Eller and, and others would come wow. in periodically. And so and then it was sort of the epicenter of like when when Minneapolis would host the final four or things like that. You know, they'd bring in all the final four gear and set up like pop up shops around town. So that was a really fun job. It paid like garbage, but it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And oh, was yeah, a, uh, the the manager was this real sleazy guy named Nick. And, Dude, it's uh, always sleazy guys that manage yeah. those stores, those pro shops, man. Just yeah. hollowed out dudes. Super, you know? super sleazy. He had this little office in the back that was, uh, it was full of cigarette butts and Playboy magazines, and like, of course. And then, and then like a whole bunch of invoices that I don't know if he ever paid because, like, a year after I stopped working there, uh, they went out of business. So, <laughs> Nick Sports nice. World. That was the name. Nick of it. Sports World. I yes. love it. I wow. love it. Big R. What about you, man? Early jobs. Early Ronnie Martin jobs. Yeah, so I was a, uh, I did a, uh, I worked in a warehouse at Parachurch Ministry. I think that was my first official paying job. Okay. Um, a ministry called Survival Ministries. I don't know if it has survived. Mm. I don't know if it's still uh, around. Oh, the, the irony. delicious irony. Yeah. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, then I worked for my dad. My dad owned a company, a, a trucking company, like a delivery service. So I, I worked on and off for him uh, for a long time. So nice. yeah. Just doing the uh, doing the family business, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, then kind of you know doing the music thing, and then you know kind of in and out of ministry till I hit ministry full time, and that's that's just kind of what I did. Not, not a lot of uh, you know not not a lot of pizzazz like Pipe just laid out for us in the pro shop, but uh, yeah. you know n- well, not you a lot of you can't not a lot of big memories. Shop. You know with, yeah. you can't beat the pro shop, right? I yeah. Not a lot <laughs> so of what is a what is a warehouse for a parachurch ministry store like? Brochures. Yeah, so it's like Liars. so it was like one of those <laughs> lots yeah. of lots of pictures of children that need sponsoring. Like, what yeah. are we talking about here? It was just like a uh, it was almost like a glorified like goodwill. So I had to just uh, receive all the things that came in and you know organize. Oh, and, so it was like it was like a, a colossal colossal rummage sale all the time. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So did then you just, Saturdays, did you get, like weird nasty stuff through there too. Yeah, I mean, it was just it would be like anything, and so I would go in on a Saturday, and I was the only guy that worked there. 
And uh, so I just just kind of kept I just kept work I just kept organizing. That's all I did. So <laughs> nice, that was it. Baby. That was it. Nice. Yeah. Did you Good have times. like a Walkman and headphones while you worked? I'm just picturing Ronnie strolling around a, a dank warehouse that smells faintly of like bo and cigarette smoke because of all the donations mm. and uh, wearing. Wearing See, a I'm a, and headphones. I'm Guys, envisioning Ronnie like cadging the all, all the like uh, hipster uh, like the like the, the blue collar shirts that you know what I mean. Ooh, this like, bomber jacket is nice. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. So I Ooh, had bowling first shirts. Did, first did oh look a, bowl, a gas station shirt. You know it says like rusty on it. I'll take that. I mean, this know. was the '80s, so it was a little pre like you know that kind of being cool. But like nevertheless, yeah, back same same kind of concept. But uh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't a Walkman guy actually. I was. Uh, I did more of the. Uh, I was more the 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 boombox slash ghetto blaster dude. I, I didn't. I didn't like the headphone thing. Did you so carry yeah. it on, I love the ghetto Did you blasters. carry it on your shoulder? I mean, I would have if I would have been like an African American hip hop dude from the eighties <laughs> run DMC, but I wasn't. I was just a skinny. What? You're almost that dude. Like, come so on, close. Yeah. So we we did we kept somebody who said to something funny who said. They looked you up online, Ronnie, and they're like, wow, he wasn't the short, pudgy, wannabe hipster worship guy I thought he would be. Wow. So, the, the ultimate compliment. Apparently. You know? I mean, yeah, that's either a really underhanded compliment or like your voice sounds like a short, pudgy, wannabe hipster worship guy. You know, I just sure – I don't really know what's worse. Yeah. I don't know where to start with Let's that. go with the underhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're, I'm good with that. Yeah, you're you're way better than anticipated. Good job. You know, I always like thinking I'm way better than anticipated. I can roll with that. Just keep oh, ex- so. keep expectations low. Then everybody under promise, over delivered. That's right. right. I never keep them low on purpose, but they're always just remain just on the floor. So it's great yeah. for me. Yeah. You don't even have to try. That's really well done. It's good. Yeah. Well, what about you, uh, Big T? What do you, What do you got, man? On the job with front. My uh, My very first job was uh, I got hired by the gym where I used to work out when I was in high school. Dude, like uh, Rocky. Yeah, like Rocky, man. It was a little gym in our town, very Rocky-esque, very there like steroids sold out of the back room. Dude, no, but you know what? There was sold out of the back room. So uh, imagine me, about sixteen years old, you know, sheltered uh, evangelical kid, and the owner of the of the place. They were great. They were this awesome couple, but they were they were both bodybuilders. And uh, out of the back room of uh, of the gym, they had a cake decorating business. So they they would make the cakes back there and. and like a legit one. This isn't a euphemism. No, a legit one. No, no, no. Like a legit cake making business. They would do graduation cakes, you know, weddings. But um, another kind of brisk part of their business was doing uh, bachelor and bachelorette party cakes. Ooh. So, um, so the the first time they waved me into the back and said, "Help yourself to that cake on the table." Um, I was actually <laughs> eating. Like, Wait, a, there's a g string on it. <laughs> no, there wasn't even a g string. It was just a. It was just a penis. It was it was a it was a penis cake, and uh, in, in my kind of sheltered evangelical economy, I didn't even know this existed. But I was also like, "Wow, free cake, man!" You know, it was a real dilemma. It was because you wanted dilemma. that cake, Big T. I mean, at I the, wanted, end of the, the day, question is what like kind you wanted of cake was it? Cake. Was it like yellow cake, chocolate frosting? Like, what? dude, at the end of the day, I wanted that cake, and and pipe for the life of me, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember what what variety of cake it was. What kind but, of cake should it have been? <laughs> As it turned out, there were lots of cakes like that in my in my tenure at the gym, and to this day, man, um, I've had a lot of a lot of great jobs since then. To this day, that was still the very best job I ever had. It was a wow. blast. Yeah, I loved free it. Free cake. Man. I mean, how could you beat that, dude? Free cake, weightlifting. You know, all my friends came in. It was uh, that was a good gig. So in college, um, 
my sort of college job. I had a bunch of different college jobs, but uh, one of them was I delivered mail on our campus. So I would drive around in this old like homeschool conversion van uh, in which the seats had been taken out and I would deliver like just all these packages around campus. And um, I one time crashed the van. Um, I blew wow. through a four. Yeah, blew through a four way stop. Too and, much uh, cake. Too much too cake, much cake man. Yeah, it went, it went right to my head. I crashed the van. Um, uh, but then the job immediately after that, I worked uh, for the Indianapolis Colts one summer in their training camp as like a like a ball boy. So. Um, that uh, was like freshman year of college. So. What are the responsibilities? I mean, like other than like fetching footballs that the kicker shanks, like what do oh, you, dude, what that do you was have a, to do? That was like an up at dawn, uh, all day kind of job. We would set up the field for practice. So, so get uh, all like the dummies in stations. All the dummies, all like the that. drills, all the pylons, all that stuff would have to be set up and torn down after practice. We did like equipment stuff. So we always put um, like new face masks and new uh, new stickers on the helmets and stuff before um, I think every week we did that. So the helmets always looked pristine. Um, and it was actually, it was the year that Jim Harbaugh was there as the quarterback. Now, uh, now the head coach at university of Michigan, but, uh, I would warm up Harbaugh before practice. So I would catch, uh, I've caught a lot of passes from Jim Harbaugh. So, um, that was kind of, kind of fun. Harbaugh's always been one of my faves boys. Just letting you know. <laughs> yeah. Always been a Harbaugh guy. Yeah. You know, always I, been a huge, never, never known for his huge guy. arm though. No, nah, man, but nice guy. Nice, was nice he? guy. Man. Yeah, he was very was he like very su- Was he like super intense and somewhat crazy back then too? No, he didn't seem like it. He seems way weirder now, to be honest. Um, back then, man, he just seemed like kind of a popular dude and, and people liked him. And he was very competitive. You know, all that stuff is still still true. But uh, yeah, he just seemed like a, a, a charismatic you know, kind of guy around the, around the clubhouse. So, so yeah, man, those were, those were good jobs. It's been, uh, it's been all downhill since then, boys. Yeah, it really has, hasn't it? Cause that sounded yeah. spectacular. I gotta be honest with you. It was, maybe it was spectacular. That's the only word for it. It's like back when you worked and you didn't have to work. So like, yeah, so work was like fun. You didn't you know need what to I really mean? make any money, but you did. So it yeah. just, it was like pointless. Almost. Yeah, so you're like, Hey, I'm going to work today, you know? And, and yeah. it wasn't like this, soul your crushing dad's like, happy, happy because you're like learning good values and all that dude your stuff. dad's happy you're learning a little work ethic you know bringing yeah, home a little cashish yeah you can go buy some taco bell on the way home buy some yeah, taco just, bell go see a movie you spend know. your entire paycheck that night exactly when i listed yeah. out my first seven jobs it, it i realized that my seventh job was the beginning of a career and that was sort of like oh because like, yeah. prior to that it was like custodian landscaper worked at a sport pro you know the the pro shop i worked on the college grounds crew and then i was a youth ministry intern and i did the i worked in the intramural sports office which was a sweet job because all i did okay. in college was play intramural sports anyway and then i just got paid for it there you go and then i got into publishing and yeah. that wah, was the, that was the end it's been, of it's literally life. been down because like, now you oh, got to write books and now like you got to talk work. about writing books I mean, and you got to talk about to, to be fair i enjoy what i do but like i look back on all those other jobs fondly and then publishing is like career yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it becomes like less fun to talk about like there's there's fewer funny stories there, like, you know a job a job has funny stories a career is pressure well, Dude, that's I mean, true. A career's pressure job. Yeah, you're so right, man. But Absolutely. a job like is never funny until you're not doing it either. So like to talk about what you're currently doing, it always lacks a little flash until you can look back on it and go, oh, yeah. And then there was that time. Right. That's true. That is. Yeah. You I mean, that's true. But I guess that's probably true about most things that uh, because most funny stories involve unpleasant things happening. And, and so it's really only funny when you're removed from it. 
Yeah, like when I'm when I'm finally president of like the SBC and I'm going to be able to look back at these times yeah. and just don't go, you have to be man, Baptist to be the president yeah. of the SBC? Oh yeah, I guess you do. Huh? By then okay. they will have waived that. You know, that's just a technicality. <laughs> yeah, because they're not they're not traditional at all. They're not they don't no, hold no. fast. They don't Dude, hold they're fast progressive, forward thinking. Yeah, I know if the Presby's would just let me in, I could become president of their whole thing. You know what I mean? But I just they they're they're a little more stickler about that. Baby, so. what are you these days? What what ladder are you climbing, these man? Days. I mean, you're at a conference every every three days. Oh, I, dude, I I'm climbing the uh, I'm climbing. I'm climbing the EFCA, the Evangelical Free Church of America ladder. That's there you my go, ladder. man. So you, yeah. you conquer that and because then there uh, isn't the a whole world is your oyster. Because there's no denomination that is more defined by like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That, it's, that is, it's that total, is the, yeah, it's that the, total, is the like, attitude of the know. EFCA. Like we don't – like we literally don't know who we are and what we're doing. We just know that we don't want anybody telling us what to do and that's who we are. That's right, the EFCA. Like, we're like, well, we love Jesus and like don't tell us what to do and whatever. Yeah, they That's do. Cool. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's really solid. That's what everybody says about the It's EFCA. really, that's what people say about it, but they have no idea what they're saying. This you is what they what say. Mean? They say it's yeah. really solid. Oh, and their, their seminary is Trinity. Oh, look, and D.A. Carson's, you know. Dude, the other thing I get is, oh yeah, I, I knew somebody went to an EFCA church. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or like, or like I grew up in an EFCA church. Yeah, like or, I didn't even know it was EFCA until like I was 22 and I was does, leaving. Are but. there anybody in that denomination who's really excited about that denomination? Because like Presbyterians will – they'll fight you to the death. Yeah, like they identify with it. You and, know? Then, yeah, and, I, and there are certain you know, certain segments of the SBC that – yeah, they, I mean they'll cut you if you criticize well, the SBC. <laughs> it's just like – well, so like the younger generation doesn't care about denominations anyway. So it's going to be more the older – crowd that's a little more into themselves as as a denom but i'll tell you what's funny man like i get a lot of dudes from the outside that are super interested um in the efca that are coming from like pca or coming from sbc because they like being threatened totally they love the autonomy of it and they're saying oh man we just want to come in that just sounds really great to us and we love trinity and we you know but we love the gospel coalition all that kind of stuff and and so um yeah but it's it's kind of weird it's more i think it's i think it's i think there's more excitement guys looking in from the outside yeah 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 like i want to be a part of that because it means there's tell me about it ronnie tell me about the fca yeah yeah exactly tell me about how little oversight you have yeah i mean I, i dig it i like it you know, it's solid. So there you I go. I mean, what are we looking it's at that? Solid. What are we looking at there sartorially? I mean, we're we're looking at khakis and golf shirts more than like skinnies and and cowboys, right? You know, I mean, yeah, because you know, it's like it's like all denoms where they're all steering like sixty five and older right now because sure. like you know, kid, young kids are coming into networks, not denoms anymore. So it's like, oh, that's all- the new word, network. Well, Ronnie's know. part of one of those too. That's what yeah. Sojourn is. Maybe now, how does that work? Just logistically, you're you're part of the hipster uh, church network, but you're also part of EFCA. How do those two uh, worlds like collide ever or is that like simpatico all the time? No, it's simpatico because like every young person that's in the EFCA is simultaneously in Acts 29 or something else similar to that. Okay. So, yeah, it's like pretty you're, com- if you're if you're under like 50 and you're in the EFCA, it's just a foregone conclusion that you're also in some network. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, right. If you're a, if you're a church that wants to if you're like a church planting church, chances are you're you're already connected with Acts 29. You know, I mean, then again, like for so I think we're the only EFCA church in Sojourn, though. So Dude, where, where are your other Sojourn churches coming from? Are those Southern Bapt or those like? Yeah, uh, they're all SBC. They're all oh, they SBC. Are. Yeah. OK. So, yeah. So I, I would be like a real oddball. In. So was Sojourn like the idea of Al Mohler? Like we, we need to try to skew cooler. So we're going to start this like 
sub franchise oh, or what? Dude, not even it? close. I mean, okay. Al would Al would probably like to burn Sojourn to the ground because there's interesting, you know, bourbon attached to it or something. But and uh, it would burn fast because of all the it, it would, it would go up fast. in flames. Yeah, dude, all, all the bourbon and all, all the, like, the re- all the repurposed barn doors and all the beard oil in that room, it would burn down in pallet in, uh, pallet furniture just kindled. Oh yeah, maybe yeah. all the bourbon. All oh, you take away all the bourbon, all the vinyl records, <laughs> right? And at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of gentlemen hanging around, just wishing they weren't in the SBC, but they're stuck. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's baby. what it is. So that's so it's a bunch of SBCers that started uh, Sojourn, wishing they weren't in the SBC. And there must be some weird like life with blood contract you signed to the SBC because it yeah. doesn't seem like any of those brothers ever get out of that gig. You know what you I mean? You get the tattoo, man. You get the tattoo on your lower back and. You know, well, yeah, and it's funny. So I was like, so I'm the like, the barcode talk- in your neck. Yeah, the, the barcode, the mark of the the SBC <laughs> or whatever. And I was talking to my daughter about it, and I was just mentioning, oh, you know, all my buddies in SBC, and she said, well, you know, you can never do that, right? And I looked down and I said, well, if I do do that, I think they give you like a million dollars, but you don't think I should do that? And she goes, have you seen the history of that denomination? And I'm looking uh-huh. at my kid, going, you have. Dude, she could go to my college. She could be Absolutely. one of my students, man, with that. Absolutely. I wish she was well, one of your students. I'll say I wish she was too. That'd be awesome. Nobody nobody knows negative history like college students. Oh, dude, they are on top of that, man. No, history. Uh, so nobody knows the negative history of anything like college students. Nobody knows positive history at all. Like, right. yeah, nobody, nobody could tell you the benefits of the SBC. Well, yeah. Ex- let's be honest. I mean, all history is acquired by documentaries anyway. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, how. And, well, yeah, and think pieces. All right. those Netflix anti-SBC documentaries. Exactly. Are, right? I mean, that is it's a talk. subgenre. Yeah. I mean, that's what keeps Netflix. I mean, net. I mean, documentaries keeps Netflix alive. Like systematic theology keeps the reform movement moving forward, or as it used to. You know what I mean? Man, and look at it's, that. We're back to Grudy. That's you know what? <laughs> and, it's all about Grudy. Have we talked about Grudem yet? In Trump? This, the, this, the, way, this is the Wayne Grudem app. Guys, man. do we talk about Eric Metaxas? Boy, I can't think of Grudem anything yet? more exciting than the Wayne Grudem app. Dude, I know, man. That's right sexy. Now, That's right sexy. now, as we're talking, you know? man, Jared Wilson's going off on Trump on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like we can – there's – you Dude, know, guys, this is what I want to – there's certain open things – there's certain things One we moment. can depend on and, th- and that's what gives me comfort right now, fellas. All right, there's certain things do. we can depend on. Here's how we're going to end this at Big R. Pipe's going to in his studio use it to, to open up Twitter and we're going to see if, uh, if at Jared Wilson has tweeted about Donald Trump since we've been on the air. All right, and I'll look for at Joe Carter. You look for at Joe Carter. I'm not going to look for anybody, okay? I'm just going to uh, wait to see what you find. I mean, Wilson's talking, but he's talking about Calvinism right now. He's not talking yeah. about – Oh. He's, he's, talking, he's, he's talking about grace and the gospel. You know, but man, there just, was a time, Pipe, that we could have talked about Tabidi Anabwale talking about like Hillary, but like he's been pretty quiet about that. So uh, you I know. think – yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like nobody's blasting him now because they're kind of like, oh, yeah, shoot. I might have to listen to that. Even though Dude, what about what about a Roy uh, Josie? Josie, I'm not. I'm not. He must be. A, he must be. A, a, he must be at lunch right now. <laughs> There's no, he's not an avid tweeter. He tweets. Okay. But dude, not, he goes off, man. But here's my question, Big T. What, dude? I, I've barely seen any. I mean, he wrote a he wrote a piece for TGC on it. But your boy Katie Y, man, has been real quiet on the political front. Dude, Katie Y's been mums the word on political. I mean, uh, he hasn't been matters? real. He hasn't been real loud about it. No, man, that surprises me. What, he wrote how, a piece for TGC, and that was about it. Katie how, Y loves politics. How long ago was fifteen hours? Like late last night. I'm I'm not good yeah. with time. Okay, so last night there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven consecutive tweets from one Joe Carter about Donald Trump. 
Uh-huh. And then one, two, dude. So Joe's an like hour breast- before that, or probably during the same string. There's three or four more. So I mean, he he must jump on in an evening and just like. Yeah, he so just, he's sitting he down with his wife. Out. He's watching a little ep of Stranger Things, and then he's like, like brushing his teeth, getting into his jammies, and you're like, you know what? I I, I still gotta. He's probably gotta watching. These seven and then, and then yeah, watching well, then he gets, he gets show. He has he's like his Twitter. <laughs> he has like a Twitter Scarface moment where he's just like, say hello to my little friend, and just starts blazing yeah. away, just forever. On yeah, and then an actual episode of, of designated person or whatever that new key designated is. person, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever that say, cheaper. is. Is that the name of the show? Designated person. What's it? What's it called? Pipe? Because I'm sure you love it. What designated it? survivor, but I haven't designated watched it. Person. Because Actually, I can't watch Keeper Sutherland as anything except Jack Bauer because he's. That that's who he is, and he so is Jack Bauer in this in this new show. Pat. I had a I had a friend who, who watched, it and they're like, for about the first fifteen minutes, he tried to be like confused, soft spoken president, and then he just turned into Jack Bauer and started screaming right. at people. I can't believe it's not your favorite show right now because because uh, you're a twenty four guy, right? So. I am a twenty four guy, but that ruined it for me. It's like I I just can't because he's that's not Jack Bauer. If they if this was the scenario into which Jack Bauer was parachuted to resolve the issue, I would make an appointment viewing. Dude, so really all you're saying pipe is that if they would just change his name to Jack Bauer, that's all it would take. Well, and give him a gun. More oh. cuz right now I think he's trying to do politics. Which Dude, is can boring. the president carry a gun? Uh, I don't know. He's the commander in chief. I sure hope so. I mean, can he be a concealed carrier? Can he live in Ashland and be like everybody else in my town and be a concealed carrier? <laughs> probably if he's, up, if he's in Ashland, probably that. not in the White House, though. Oh, okay. Probably no guns Dude, he, in the White House. He might campaign in Ashland. He might come and uh, try to try to speak to your conservative think tank there in Ashland with a with a gun on his on his waist. But hey, one right? of these times, Big T, you're going to have to lay out to pipe how we had somebody in our town that thought I should run for mayor, and they were serious. Dude, Remember? that's right. We yes. were going to own this Hashtag town, vote baby. Ronnie. Yes. Hashtag own this town. Operation <laughs> OTT. This, these were real conversations. Yeah, no, these had. were real convos. Absolutely. I had a guy behind the guy behind a guy that literally asked me, sat down with me in all seriousness and said, I want to run your campaign for mayor. I believe you can win. I think we should do this. <laughs> Insane. Baby, listen to me. Yeah. Was that one Yoho Ono? No, I think we know who it was, and uh, I don't know oh. if I should say his name on the air. So, dude, yeah. we do know who it. You was. know who? It, I mean, you know, you know. I know, you know, I know, you know who it was. I've been in this gentleman's home, haven't I? Uh, indeed, you have. Yeah, in fact, in fact, you came all the way out to Ashtown because of this gentleman at one point. We don't I have to did, that, didn't. baby. We don't have to get into that. I know those we, are lines for no, you. No, we don't. I mean, that's a lot of water under that bridge. So yeah, a lot of water, a lot of, like floods. So so when are you we running for mayor? Be, That's the question. Oh, uh, yeah. I, it's just the most like anybody that knows me would know that that is absolutely the, <laughs> the most absurd, ridiculous thought of all time. Which is why we seriously talked about it for like. Yeah, we months. seriously talked about it for a small, bit small town mayor, Ronnie Martin. Or like Dude, working, I love working, that. That sounds incredible. It. Yeah, that's a sitcom. That's that's a that's actually a sitcom that I've got in development. It's called Designated Person. <laughs> I've got my agent on the phone, man. We're we're when I heard when you, you said designated person, it took yeah. me about three minutes to realize what you were talking about because I thought you were talking <laughs> about like designated drivers or something. I was like, what? Are, what is this, dude? Our show, Designated Person, is going to be hot. Oh, now, it's going to be about the mayor of Ashtown. Here's what I want on Twitter, man. I want people to cast for Ronnie Martin. So. 
Let us know who you want to play Ronnie Martin in my hot new Hollywood program. And, and, designated person. and the hashtag that goes with that should be what? Uh, vote Ronnie? Vote, hashtag vote Ronnie. Hashtag vote Ronnie and cast the character who will play Mayor Ronald J. Martin Mayor, yeah, Mayor in Ronald. designated right person. Can it be the uh, the dad from Modern Family? I mean, the like the younger dad? The younger I don't know. Dad. I don't watch. I don't watch that show. Yeah, that dark haired guy who's sort of like doofy but funny at the same time. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can't. You can't cast your own. He's program. a little over the top. Yeah, you don't get to pick. You. You. Uh. You, everybody has a skewed sense of self, so you need somebody else to cast on your behalf. That's All true. Right. Boys, I got to go coach some college football, man. So I need to sign. Does that off. mean the program's over, Big T? That means the program is over. You guys could continue. To be fair, it was probably over ten minutes ago, but yeah, but it was over a long time ago. But, but it was. You know, a, we it was finally a, loosened up, and I think the the program kind of got into the flow if that we. Anybody we made it past the Trump talk? I hope they had a wonderful time. You know what? It was a nice program, boys. I had a wonderful time, it, for what that's worth. Yeah, so. I, I I had a wonderful time as well. So, <laughs> listeners, just remember hashtag Vote Ronnie. Designated person is the show, and you need to send us your best casting suggestions, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk through them next time. So until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.